We're sitting here this morning between two parades, the triumphal procession that we reenacted at the outset of our worship this morning, of Jesus entering Jerusalem on a donkey to the calls of Hosanna and merriment. And then the second parade, the one we just heard about in the gospel reading, the march to Golgotha and to Jesus' death. It's fair to say, really, that these are just one parade, just one journey that Jesus has made, especially in the testimony that we hear this morning from Luke. You see, Luke has been foreshadowing, poking at and reminding us, his readers, since way back in chapter 9 of his book, with this refrain he repeats often, Jesus set his face toward Jerusalem. Since Jesus' transfiguration took place in chapter 9, he's had his face set. He's had his direction clear before him. He's had his path laid out like the yellow brick road. His face, his attention, his goal from which he cannot be deterred is directed toward that city of peace, that city of promise, thick with meaning. The city where God established David as king back in the good old days. The city where God had put his presence in the temple and where God had chosen to dwell after wandering with his people in the wilderness. So Jesus heads this parade, the one he's been on really since his birth at Bethlehem, the same parade he's been on since his transfiguration when he set his face, the same parade which had many Mary supporters on what we call Palm Sunday, the very same parade that only a few days later was a funeral march. Daughters of Jerusalem, Jesus says, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Jesus tells the women of Jerusalem not to weep and mourn for him or for his suffering and death, but for their own suffering, for their own deaths and for the suffering and death of their families, even of their children. It can be easier for us sometimes to set our own faces elsewhere, to look toward and give our attention to the misfortune of others, the suffering of others, rather than to recognize the sins and selfishness at our own doorstep, in our own hearts, in our own lives. You see, the real tragedy of Good Friday is the parade, the path, the fight between good and evil that has brought Jesus to this moment. The real tragedy is Jerusalem and God's People and brothers and sisters, you and me. 
in our rejecting and abandoning of the good of God's path, choosing instead the evil, ease, comfort of our own desires, our own sense of justice. The real catastrophe that gathers up all of history in this one flashpoint is how we turn away from God, the God made known in Jesus Christ, and choose to go our own way. The eye of the needle through which each one of us must pass is not first our witness or testimony of compassion, being nice to our neighbors, but the confession of Jesus as our Lord, God as master and ruler, that we would repent of going our own way, of seeking after our own glory, of feathering our nests with platitudes or soothing our souls with the lies and rationalizations we tell about ourselves. Children of God, do not weep for Jesus' suffering and his death, but weep for yourselves, for your own sin and wickedness, and for that of your children. Throughout Lent, We're called to examine, to look honestly at our lives and our habits, to offer to God's own judgment our ways of relationship and the rhythms of our lives. This week, Holy Week, it all comes to a head. And rather than sit at home in our little prayer closets, We're called this week to join as a community in our examination, in our looking honestly together at ourselves and our lives. The parade of Holy Week that began out in our courtyard this morning continues on Thursday night at 7 p.m. as we imagine and are invited into the upper room where Jesus feasts with his disciples. And then we move into the garden, where he brings his closest companions to pray. On Friday, we journey with Jesus to the cross and to the site of his death to face what it is that our sins do to the people who we love to those who are innocent of evil, to those who don't deserve suffering and death at our hands. On Saturday night at 7 p.m., we join Jesus' path out of death. We gather again in the courtyard, in a garden, and we sing and pray around the new fire that God gives us in the resurrection of his Son. We'll read of God's path, 
walking with his people throughout the Old Testament, will baptize a child into the new life of Jesus Christ, and will celebrate the first feast, the first Eucharist of Easter and of the resurrection. Since Mardi Gras, Charles, my two-year-old son, has been really into parades. He'll often say when we're sitting in the living room, I want to go to the parade, as if there's always one marching down Davis Street with music and dancing milkmaids and strings of beads to catch. This week, he's in luck, and so are you. There is a parade going on, and it's one that can take us up to the heights of heaven, down to the depths of hell, and through to the other side of our own sin and our own darkness, if we will but let it. Brothers and sisters, come and walk this week. Walk the way of the cross with your family at St. Augustine's. The path may not be familiar or comfortable, but we will be together through the valley of the shadow of death and by the streams of God's living water. And if you're feeling especially brave or perhaps feeling especially desperate, maybe invite someone new to walk with you this week. Maybe someone who needs a little exercise. Someone who you know is feeling stuck. Come and walk together over these hills, following Jesus all the way to the resurrection.